Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Hey, what's up, creators? This is John, and you've once again located the Sketch Magazine podcast. I am here, as always, with Sketch Editor Bill Nichols, Sketch Publisher Bob Hickey, and tonight we're going to talk about planning for the future. Um, Now, the uh, reason for this coming up, our own Bill Nichols has begun looking at the creators of the past, and... um, I'll let you run with that for a little bit, Bill. You've uh, started okay. doing an article about about past creators and uh, and what's been going on with them in in the modern world of comics. Right. Uh, you want to get introductions out of the way? Oh, true. Sorry, just <laughs> breathe right past it. Uh, you just heard the melodious tones of Bill Nichols and Bob. Hello, I'm here. There's Bob. So. Yes. All right, Not that so, they wouldn't know that Bob's around, but you know. <laughs> Bob's skulky. I'm skulking around the subject here. Yes, that's right. Well, basically, we have seen at, at conventions or through our interaction in the industry that there are, you know, t- going back to say Derby City Con, the guy sitting right next to me was Bob Hall, who has penciled a lot of comics, and he. We talked for a little bit, and he said that, uh, you know, he hasn't paid, he hasn't had a, a paying gig in comics in about ten years. Uh, he's not the only one who's had that, but he he is doing he was he's doing using his art by, um, you know, d- working in theater and uh, being a designer and all that. And there are other people who are no longer doing comics, but they are doing other things. They would love to do comics again. But that door is not so open anymore. But they have, sometimes they have their hand in, or they have their, they are still creating. It's just in a different uh, venue or different medium. So um, it's sort of that. I mean, it goes back to something else we've said before that comics are not a dead end. Um, I know people that just think that if you get in comics, you can't do anything else or. You've gotten there, so what else from now? But we know other people who are doing side projects even while they're doing comics, like Bob McCloud or Mark McKenna, uh, several other people who are branching off into animation. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, it's not, it isn't a, a dead end. It is something to uh, look forward to and also to come back to in some cases. And the, the, the column that I'm working on for uh, Comic Related is called, for lack of a better name, it was called Bill Nichols Say So. And then the letters stand for Silver Aged Yet Shut Out. And basically that just works for the the acronym. Uh, as I was telling Mark Stegbar earlier, um, he's another one. He's He can't get back into mainstream comics so much. Um 
but he is he is working in other like uh, with Alpha Dog Studios and Will Callaghan, and he's doing comics. It's just not on the the bigger plateau as he was earlier in his career. And um, there are others out there, Bob Kaltberg and uh, Al Gordon and a few other people who who I've talked to in the last week or so that are that would love to do comics again and they are sort of testing the waters and they're you know getting their their stuff back out there but um basically what i'm doing is sending them a questionnaire and they can give their thoughts on that stuff and sort of have a retrospective of their their career a little bit and maybe look forward and look to the future um, and maybe even just what they're doing now, because some of them are still active and some of them are still doing projects like Terry Beatty is doing uh, uh, another Road to Perdition, Perdition uh, a graphic novel with Max Allen Collins. And it's the final one, the final part of that story. And so he's he's doing things, but he's not. There are other things he would like to be doing. So in a nutshell, in a long roundabout way, that's sort of what it's about. Now go. <laughs> I, I doubt you got into this into your questionnaire, but uh, through some of the answers, did you um, glean any knowledge of how they got where they are now? You know how they how they went from being creators to not to not being creators anymore. Is it changing styles, or is it uh, you know? Uh, not not to point any fingers or anything, but is it lack of poor, you know, is it poor planning or lack of planning for the future? Or has well, any of that really come up? In some ways, it's it has been a, and, I, and I'm just now getting back questionnaire, so there will be other people that this affects or that, you know, I want, I, I want people to also have the, sort of an appreciation of these, of, other people who have gone before, I've always, you know, the history of comics and our our industry too is important too. Um, the the people who have gone before have paved the way for the people who are there now. But one of the things that, um, say, Bob Barb Kahlberg, she got a regular job, a, a job that had benefits, and uh, she had kids growing up, and you know, going to college, and that that was what she was looking for for the future, stability. Uh, because she used to ink a lot, and now she's sort of getting back into it. She's she inked some of the things for uh, something for the womanthology book that um, IDW is going to be publishing that Renee Lewis and uh, Ray Dillon put together that uh, kick butt Kickstarter campaign for, and um, uh, Al Gordon. Al's doing other things. He's been doing animations and some other things, but he's not been doing mainstream comics like he used to. Um, but he would like to. And Terry Beatty, part of that is, and for some of them, it, the tastes have changed a little bit. And uh, maybe they are, are sort of like typecasting in a way, like Terry inked the animated Batman title and inked that thing for 11 years in different... Um, you know, he's inked steadily for 11 years, and but he would like to ink maybe just the real, you know, the regular Batman, um, that kind of thing. So, I mean, some of that, you know, the desire is there to build on what they had before, and 
build something else. Um, you know, for, you know, just keep building their future, really. Don't you think one one of the problems that they've run into is that just I mean, as far back as just a few years ago, you were worked and worked and worked and worked and worked, and you if you were hot, you had stuff thrown at you. You couldn't think about you know the next month. You couldn't think about six months from now, trying to make sure you got work. You're constantly cranking it out because mm-hmm. you know the pay's not great, but it's not bad. But you had to produce a lot of work to make a living at this. So right. they didn't really have a plan for what am I going to do in a year if this dries up? Or, okay, Batman Animated is running out. What's next? Well, surely there will be something. All of a sudden, you know, that editor's gone. That book's gone. Your contacts right. are gone. Um I mean, that's sort of why why we're talking about this is we're letting those coming into the industry, whatever, realize, plan. As as hard as it is for us artists to market ourselves because we want to draw and and produce, you've got to market yourself if you want to survive in this industry or create your own stuff that you're you're going to and you still got to market it. So either mm-hmm. way, you've got to have some marketing abilities or hook up with some people who has those. And plan right. ahead, you know. If you, and, and some of the artists are good about it. Some of them got better about it. Um, but yeah, I can see where people would run into trouble. All of a sudden, they just wake up and their gig and their contacts are gone because things are constantly changing in this industry and people are changing. I know um, Greg Land, who I, you know, I was there at the beginning of his career, and he had moved into. Uh, Doing some DC work and moving, just moved in some Marvel work when he got sick, and I think he took a year off. You know, and don't hold me that he took some time off. He came back. He says all his editors were gone, just in mm-hmm. that time. He had to start completely over, resubmitting, showing him his work, trying to you know land a few jobs here and there and get built back up to get you know into the core there again to show him what he could do. So. You've got to really work hard at keeping the contacts. And it, it's hard when you're just, you're day in, day out producing. You're not mm-hmm. thinking about the future. So you really got to think about the future. Try to make a plan. Whether it's going to be, you know, plan on doing my own stuff and making it successful. That's a plan. That's cool. If you're going to go after the big guys, constantly be looking for the next job or even the job after that. That's just something you have to do. Um, Mike Zek, wonderful creator, artist, beautiful work. What's he doing now? Um, I don't know. I sent him the questionnaire though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I have I I trade my emails with him so often that he's yeah. not really. Not know, I think he's doing some stuff. Yeah, but you know, I think he's just doing art stuff. Maybe we were just and, and several of them are doing that. Uh-huh. A lot of them are doing commission work. Right. Um, a friend of mine, Dave Dorman, I, I just saw this past weekend, Detroit Fanfare. Um, he's really done a lot of commission work past two years, and but he says things are getting better for him. He's going six covers for Star Wars, um, so you know things are picking up for him. So yeah, um, you got to keep in contact or have somebody out there who's pushing you to do commissions. Um, sort of funny, you were mentioning animation. Al Rio, I don't know if you remember Al. He was at mm-hmm. Guys sort of look like Jim Lee and, and those hot image artists and stuff. Right. Um, 
I stumbled across something of his day where he's done tons of animation stuff. And he was selling the, the, the rubs for the animation on a, on a site. So there's definitely other stuff out there to look at and chase after. So you sort of need to keep your feet in, in several doors. And I think it's probably important for uh, us to mention that uh, a lot of these really old guys, not like uh, a lot of the guys that we're talking about now are Silver Age. Mm -hmm. But you, well, it happened in the Silver Age, but it was really prevalent in the Golden Age that these guys were, you know, essentially paid less than bricklayers. Yep. <laughs> you know, less. Less than uh, the guy who cleans the streets, you know. It was just... There was uh, a reason it, that guys were drawing two or three books a month. Indeed, yeah. And it's because, not the, their best work, but they had to produce the volume of work. Right, they had to make the money, and there was no... There was nothing like royalties back in the day. And there, of course, there, were, there was no health insurance or, you know, anything like that back in the day. And, you know, that's... It, it's kind of a, it's kind of this thing where I still think some kids getting in have this mindset that, ooh, if I can hit that next thing, oh, I'm going to be the next Rob Layfield or Jim Lee or Todd McFarlane. You know, I'm going to be mm -hmm. the next guy that makes a million bucks on that hot project. You know, that almost never happens now, and that literally never happened then. No. Which is why a lot of these guys are you know, either had to get out of the biz to get a quote-unquote real job, or you'll know, you'll even see some of these old guys now, like uh, like Sheldon Mayer and some of those guys, uh, still at their age having to hit the convention circuit mm -hmm. to try to, you know, to try to make some money and hopefully hit that nostalgia thing, so... And you know there there are things to help them out now. Finally, after all these years, there are organizations that are helping some of these guys out. But there is, but there's a lot of them who aren't getting help too. Right, right. And there's a lot of them, you know, that you know you see it every now and then. Somebody uh, somebody soliciting help on Facebook or whatever for such and such to try to pay their medical bills or such and such who lost their house, right. and you know stuff like that. So. Well, Hero yeah, Initiative it, is big on that, too. It's yeah, Hero Initiative actor would be another one that does that. Um, but, yeah, I think I think as part of all this that we're talking about, it's really important that, that people realize that history that's there and, you know, realize the struggle. Well, like, there are people, I mean, even people in the industry now who have a comics job, um, they may not be making a mint, but you know you still have to realize they're making as much in a month or so that these guys were making in a year. You know, or it's highly possible that the the funds don't equate. So people need to keep that sense of history in the back of their head while they're doing this. And um, at some point, we should probably segue into how to plan for, for all this. You know, how to how to keep from uh, the old joke in the baseball movies was having to work at Sears. Right. You know, sell Lady Kenmore's. How do you keep from having to sell Lady Kenmore's 
um, as a creator these days? We've mentioned a couple of things, but maybe we should hit on a few more. Well, I think in, just in in, in uh, terms of general practice, having a plan for your your even your later years, like even a year from now, five years from now, your retirement age, having some kind of idea where you want to go with that. Um, so if you do have a job, set some of that aside. Don't blow it all. Um, just sound financial advice that other people do, you know, use in their normal everyday lives. That applies to people who are creating comics as well or creating anything as well. If you're making money now, a little bit of that or some of that needs to be set aside for later on so that maybe you aren't hurting as bad when those, you know, those lean times come. But that also is sort of funding your longevity because, you know, you, you want to, if you want to create without a lot of stress, because that is another thing is, is not having money is going to make stress on you. Um, you look to the future, look at, look at what you're doing now. Maybe it's not going to be what you do in five years. Maybe you are finding, maybe this is part of the, the, uh, the path that you're going to follow, but you're going to find just like when you go to college, some people go to college and not have a major, but somewhere in the course of going to college, you find hopefully, you know, what you want to do, what you're meant to do in this life, um, what you want to do as a career or find something that interests you, that you're good at, that you can make a living at. And comics are the same way. You want to be able to make a living, um, at comics if you can and you know there's nothing to be you know wrong with working at Sears because I'm sure you get an employee discount <laughs> um, Mark Stigbar I think works at Best Buy but he you know I will see posts on Facebook from him where he is inking maybe two pages or has worked on two pages today and is done for the day it's like oh my god two pages really and sometimes it's three. And we had a little interview here a while back. And, um, you know, he's still he's still active. But he's not on that, again, on, not on that playing field with uh, Marvel and DC the way he once was. And because he used to do finishes and he had local artists there in, I guess, Minnesota that um, he would ink one and do backgrounds for another and... Um, I mean, life happens, and yep. you have to keep that in mind. You have to to um, I, they're, they're just like accidents. You know, your kids say, "Well, nothing's going to happen." Well, that's why they call accidents because you don't do them on purpose. And that's how, well about life. You have to expect the unexpected sometimes. Plan for things, but if something happens that knocks you for a loop, whether it's a you know a financial crunch or Maybe the job market drying up or the economy, as we all know, uh, price of gas going up, um, affecting your traveling time to conventions, and so you can't show your portfolio. I mean, it's all things you know can be a chain of events that keep you from doing these other things. So plan ahead, not just for the future like that, but also even just the little things or uh, where you want to be in this industry. And you know, go ahead. I can hear you. I know yeah, you want to ahead. say something. 
No, no, no. I just, I, I really think if these guys, how to put this, and, and here Bob's selling digital again. I really think the future is only a year or so that these guys can produce to a whole larger audience soon. You know, if, if Terry wants to create something and launch it strictly digital, it's very low investment. Boom, it can be there. It's not like working for the big guys. Actually, I really think down the road it's going to be like working for even a bigger guy because it's the audience is going to be a lot larger, you know. So I think mm -hmm. there's ways that these guys can still be in the door if they can do more than just the one task of inking or something like that, you know. Um, you know Joe Stanton. He's out there producing some mm -hmm. stuff, right? Yeah, he's working on Dick Tracy. Yeah. And, you know, comic strip stuff. and Is he still doing some E-Man stuff with the... Uh, yeah, I believe he is. Yeah, he's, some stuff he is constantly... And, and uh, yeah, he's he's still producing and... He just got the the uh, Dick Tracy thing, I guess, this year, and so he's you know still vital mm -hmm. and and still working. So, just, and when I say Silver Age earlier, I'm like I said, I, that was for the anal the uh, acronym, but a lot of these people that we talk about right now are contemporaries of ours. Yes. Yeah. True. You know, mm -hmm. you know some of them are actually a couple of years younger or a few years younger than me. Right. Yeah, so you're old. Us. Yeah, well, I'm not that much older than you, buddy boy. <laughs> but you're so. right. I mean, we were reading these guys, and, and they were young when they were producing. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, this, this industry, and it isn't just this industry. Animation can be like that. A lot of the production-type industry will suck you up when you're young and spit you out when you're not producing as much or if you lose contact with it. And I don't know. There's just got to be a way... You know, the, all of these guys are still golden. You know, can they produce like they did? Who knows? But as I always tell people at cons, there's only one guy who can draw Spider-Man. Well, maybe three or four, because I don't know how many titles they get out right now, but you know what I mean. There's right. only one or three or four guys can draw Spider-Man, so you've got to have a plan. What else are you going to do? You know? You've got to have a plan that... There's only so many jobs in the big guys market. If you don't fit within that market, then what do you do next? Plan ahead. Produce. Look at digital. Look at other publishers. Something like that. You know. It's, we always say, if this is in your blood, it's in your blood. We, th the three of us, can't seem to walk away from it for long. No, that's true. And that's why we keep coming back. Yep. And. That's true that only one person can draw that can you know can be the pencil well not true. that that panel maybe there might be one or two people mm -hmm. it might be a collaboration or whatever but but you know possibilities are there for working on your own projects working for uh, some other company or uh, an independent studio or whatever and maybe the market isn't there as it is for Marvel and DC. But the, one of the things is planting seeds now. Get as many people reading comics yep. as you can. If you can encourage other people, new people, new readership in some way in your area to even pick up your books, the book that you are producing now or whatever, and bring those people in, don't rely on 
movies, you know, movie superhero movies and stuff to just do it. But if everybody who listens just to this podcast pulled more people in mm-hmm. and so on and so on, the turnover, you know, could be staggering. I, I want what I said. I want to flip it around because mm-hmm. some on the flip side of that, somebody has to draw Spider-Man. Why couldn't it be you? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like yeah. what I tell my youngest. He's playing flag football, and he now tells me he wants to be NFL football player. Well, he's not the fastest. He doesn't have the best hands. He's he's not great at throwing. Am I going to tell him to forget it? I'm going to say, you know what, buddy? You can do anything you want to if you want to put the work into it. You know what? You can be anything. Right. And that's the same way with why we do this. Anybody out there can do anything they truly want to. That guy drawing Spider-Man or Superman is doing it because he set his sight on doing it. Worked his butt off, getting the skills there, and then worked his butts off harder, making the right contacts to get that job. Because there's hardly any jobs that you fall into in this industry. Might be a few where you've got your wares set out and they stumble or walk by and go, Oh, here, let me take one of your packages. Very, very few of those ever happen. You really work your butt off to get your skills and to get in the door somewhere. Right, and you can't, you cannot be complacent um, once you are there. Build on what you have. I mean, don't be a maniac about it and start letting anxiety rule your life. And <laughs> you know, we're not saying that, but um, keep an eye to to what is to come because just in your personal growth you may hit the mark right here you may do Spider-Man tomorrow mm-hmm. what are you going to do after that mm-hmm. are you going to you know maybe you have a run but what about five years from now what about after Spider-Man or you know I, I would have to say if you want to reflect on some creators who did that well and you guys might shoot me it would be some of the image creators the Todd McFarlane who knew that he needed something else to produce. He moved into toys. He brought in writers. He brought in artists to keep Spawn going. The Jim Lees who built a studio around creating characters and then at an optune time turned around and sold it to one of his competitors at DC. Now he is the mm-hmm. publisher of DC. Or one of three. And I'm not too sure how that yeah. works. So you know, John. Yeah. Um, not really, no, I'm not uh, sure. I think how. it's Johns and Jim Lee and Dan DiDio. Somehow between yeah. the three of them, they run DC. But anyway, you know what I mean? A couple of these guys, uh, Mark, he, he built Top Cow around creating properties to get out however. So they, those guys were entrepreneurs. They understood that you had to move on. The ones, you know, Rob Liefeld, he, he, he's a smart dude. He was just a kid. And made some really silly mistakes. But I have to give him kudos. The dude's back in it, man. He's back in Marvel. He's producing. He's cranking out stuff. You know? So, um, whether you love him or hate hate him, Rob's back out there, man. So many years later. So, these guys were smart. I'm not saying other Silver Age weren't smart. They wasn't handed opportunities, these guys were. Um, but you need to just take the opportunities that you're handed... And try to make it the best you can. And you, you've got to look towards the future. 
You really do. Right. There you go. And the world goes on. And I think, uh, you know, there's still a couple of conventions left um, out there. There's New York. There's Mid-Ohio Con. There's a couple more coming up. Um, everyone who listens to this podcast, I challenge you to go out and at least check out the tables of one of these older guys. Yes. You know, you know don't... You, don't just spend five seconds at it. Really go look at their stuff and really go appreciate their stuff. Talk to them if you get a chance. You know, ask them about their history. You'll probably find out, uh, you'll probably step into a pretty interesting conversation, if nothing else. Try to appreciate what they produced in their past. Um, you guys are probably going to shoot me, but, you know, I grew up reading Kirby and Remittas and guys, right? But I really got into the art when I hit the George Perez's and the John Burns and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. I just, in the past few years, really took a step back and started looking at Jack Kirby's art. Right. Um, when they started doing all those black and white collections and, and big collections of his stuff, and just looking at his storytelling skills and his his layouts. And, and gosh, that dude could produce... And produce and produce. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And, uh, you know, appreciate it and learn from them. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm getting the Kirby collections, but I'm trying to learn. Now, I'm, I don't draw like Kirby. I don't write like Kirby. But what can I learn from what he did? And uh, these guys, you know, they paved the way for us. There would be no comics without them. Right. And, you know, there'd be no future comics, whether it's on digital or it's going to be on digital and print. Without them, so definitely give them kudos at shows. Well, I remember, especially when the image guys were uh, really and that that style of of art and inking and and all that was really hot, and there were guys who were learning to fake that or to mm-hmm. mimic that just to you know to try to you know put that in their portfolio. And that there's nothing wrong with adding that to your arsenal. But they were just doing, they were learning to, uh, learning that stuff, learning the uh, the superficial part. Right. But they were not looking at the why, not just the how, but the why. Um, because I've seen some that were just really, uh, uh, it, because you could tell that it was just there, that it, it stood out, but in a bad way. It's sort of like you can draw a figure to look like Jim Lee, but can you draw a figure that really give you the feel of a figure drawn by Jim Lee? In other words, you can draw a Batman that looks like Jim Lee drew him, but there's something about the way Jim draws his stance and his feel, his presence and the stuff around him. You go, oh, shit. Right. And That's can you awesome. do the next panel that follows that? Exactly. And the next page that follows that and, and keep you, that same quality. You really don't. You want it, everybody out there, you know, you want to create your own stuff or you're not going to be happy producing. You know, whether it's mainstream looking or it's not. I don't believe so. You, you need to work on stuff that you're going to be happy when you're older that you produced. Now, was that bad to say or not? No, because you you have to look at your your own body work. Because at some point, you know, God willing, 
you will be one of those people we're talking about. Yep. Who are who are older, maybe not not working, and right. so, but you've listened to our advice through all these podcasts, and you're going, yeah, I'm X number of years old, and I'm silver haired, and I can produce comics, and I am producing comics, and by golly, I'm gonna do whatever I want, you know, and I'm Charles Spider-Man, etc. So, nah. Um, I, I won't shoot you about the Kirby thing. It's mm, I like that Kirby. I, it took me. A, oh, I love Kirby. I just pre- it took me a long time to oh shoot a long time to come back to him and go. Now I know what got me into comics. It wasn't right. the pretty George Perez's. It wasn't the sharp, clean-looking Burns. It was the storytelling abilities and the dynamic stuff of the Kirby's, or the slickness of the Remita. You know, that really drew me into this stuff. So. Um, another story, adapt, adapt, adapt. Um, this past weekend, I was at Detroit Fan Fair, and that's all we're going to say about that show. <laughs> but who I got to eat breakfast with Sunday morning is uh, I was there with my brother Mike, and we finally found a McDonald's because we didn't want we got tired of paying that thirty something dollars of breakfast at the hotel, and we're sitting there eating, and Billy Tucci came up. He goes, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, hey, Bob, you guys done? We're like, ah, we are, but we have time to waste. So he sit down by us. And here, Billy's career started out drawing, you know, the the bad girl stuff with she. And he he nailed it, man. His artwork's beautiful. His story was great. And he sold like crazy. And he'll tell you, he sold like crazy, you know, did well. And since then, he's done some Marvel stuff. He's currently working with DC on some stuff. But he constantly adapts, adapts, adapts. He is in the, almost wrapping up um, drawing um, The Birth of Jesus as a comic. And I got to see two-thirds of the finished pencils. And oh my goodness. Unbelievable tight stuff from Billy. And they're going, Paul Mounts is one of the best colors out there. He's going to color right over his pencils. It's going to be a beautiful project. Now, it's going to be a beautiful project. It's going to look great. But honestly, and Billy knows this, because this is what we talked about was business. It's not going to sell worth a darn in comic shops. But he's got people marketing to the Christian bookstores. Mm-hmm. And that, and it's going to hit the end of November, right about the time that Christmas holidays are kicking up. And it's it, it will do very, very well. In the Christian bookstores. It's a beautiful book. And he's already talking about, you know, down the road doing more. And and he's gotten really into, you know, he says, look, I'm not a holy roller, you know, big, you know, whatever. He says, you know, I, I've read this. And I realize, you know, certain people got the shaft here and, and, and they really get a lot of, you know, pushed on them. And, and he's just really, really into this, man. You know, he realizes that. The three three wise men didn't show up the day after he was born. It was nine months later, and all this details going into it. So he researches, but his his uh, subject and the pencils and stuff look great. But he realizes he's got to take it to a different market to do it. So there he's adapted. He's still doing comics. He's doing what he wants. Um, he's adapted over to a market that I really truly believe will support a good print run on this book. Good. I know they um, um, left behind book series that they did. Those sold really well in the Christian bookstores. 
So those are things that look at. Look at specialty markets. And if, if you're into something that, that you're really into and you can pull this, this industry into that and make money at it, rock and roll. That's adapting with surviving and still doing something you love. So I had to throw my little Billy to Jello Billy. Amen. Oh, he's great. He's a great guy. He's a truly honest, great guy. If you get to know Billy, um, he'd do anything for you. Um, he's so hyper. I mean, he fits right in with our family with ADHD and ADD because he's, he's the guy. He's definitely there. And, uh, you know, his wife, Debbie, they're great. They're good people. So really, really enjoy spending time with them. At a, at a show that we had plenty of time to spend talking to each other as creators. Hmm. Oh, did I just say that? I believe you did. Okay. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, we will not do a podcast on how to set up a convention. For a while, anyway. <laughs> but... You have to mull it over. Yes. Let, the, let, let some time happen by. Let the burns heal, as it were. Yes. But, uh, no, I, I think we, did we do okay here? Yeah, I think so. You know, plan ahead, guys. Um, and we're not saying that these, these other artists didn't plan ahead. It's just things change. And you have to it's, keep after it. It's an even tougher economic world now. Oh, yeah. Than what mm. they had to live through. So, you know, um, be smart, plan ahead, no matter what you do, whether it's comics or flipping burgers at McDonald's, you know, plan ahead. Yes. Yeah. And, and there are other people and as you go, as you, as you produce things or as you are in this industry or even going through your life, there are other people who you can benefit and I don't know, that's something, you know, I've said before on Comics Mentor, but sometimes the biggest blessings that you can have are the ones that you you give someone else where you're not going to benefit at all. I mean, that's just so in good karma if you want to look at it that way. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, don't just live your life the best you can, but live your comics life the best you can and look to the future because it's not as doom and gloom as... as as some people will tell you, there are people out there who will tell you that it's doom and gloom. But, um, you know, you have to consider the source. But just like, you know, some people say there's nothing good to read in comics. Really? Seriously? No. Awful lot of comics coming out. Well, That's I was right. about to say you're just not looking yep. if you can't find something to read. Yep. That's right. So. Or if you don't like it, go write your own. <laughs> there you go. Good one, John. Good one. Thank you. I'm here all week. Try the veal. Uh, well, I think we did a pretty good job there, guys. Um, John, you got anything on the sketch blog? A couple of things to hit on. I'm not uh -huh. going to hit the whole entire list. But uh, with the Halloween and the return of Walking Dead and all that, uh, coming up, I encountered a thing on how to draw a sleeping or dead female. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of people don't realize that when a body is completely relaxed, it has a lot different form than when it's not. So 
Um, definitely check that out. Another one I want to hit on, uh, the one right after that, uh, the kid looks Japanese, but he's actually a little Mexican kid with uh, kind of weirdly colored hair, but the kid knows more about manga and how to get started in manga than any four or five books I've read on manga. So he's wow. definitely worth watching. Uh, he's, uh, you know, pretty straightforward, pretty, uh, pretty on the subject kid. So, you know, check him out. Um, as with all kids these days, his language is a little blue, shall we say, mm. but, uh, that's all right. So is ours. Uh, thing on drawing different ages, kind of cool. Uh, real quick interview with Ron Mars and Nelson Black Second. That's pretty cool. Uh, the next thing, um, a little revisit actually on my part. Uh, how to create comics the way Top Cow does it. I'm a big Top Cow fan. Uh, I don't know if the rest of our our little coffee clutch here is, but <laughs> oh uh, yeah, 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 I'm a yeah, I'm a big Top Cow fan myself. Uh, I very much like the idea that their stuff is uh, ventures away from the superhero a little more than most other companies do. So uh, definitely check that out and uh, really informative just on the creative process. Uh, then two days worth of a documentary on George Perez. So you'll want to watch them in reverse order. You'll want to go back to the day prior to get the first half. And then the uh, the next one in the list to get the second half. But a really good doc on George Perez. And uh, he's drawing uh, completely not planned at all, by the way. Uh, he's drawing stuff for Top Cow in this documentary. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's drawing this big Witchblade uh, illustration. So go check that out. Uh, beyond that, a uh, really cool thing on uh, keeping a sketchbook. If you're going to be serious about your art, have a sketchbook with you or at least near you at all times. And uh, another little video about pros talking about their craft. So I think that brings us up to date for now. Cool. Um, Bill, what's going on at the uh, sketch community and on comicmentor.com? Uh, sketch community, uh, different people talking about the, at times, not so much lately, but uh, the the change in uh, the top spot, so to speak. <laughs> but that sort of, um, things have sort of settled into, not that Quite there was a big shakeup. People are back to posting things about their comics Good. and... Uh, you know, there's conventions that they're coming that are coming up that they're going to go to, and um, so we're back to the business of you know being comic related, right? Again, you know? so that's um, I mean, that's mostly it. People having birthdays, people celebrating birthdays. I mean, that's always some, you know you see happy birthday, whoever. Right. It seems like there's always somebody's birthday going on. What's so, going on at the mentor? Not so much a whole lot. Yeah. Um, I've been doing other things, so getting back to that, I mean, that's been preying on my mind lately, but I don't want to keep rehashing the same message, so to speak. Um, because, I mean, that really the post is, is I don't want to just come up with a post like it's work because right. then it becomes a chore. 
it's what I need to hear that day. And sometimes what I need to hear that day is something I, you know, I may hear in the morning when I'm at work. And by the time I get in front of a computer, it's like, what was that I was thinking of? Because I've already gone through it, worked it through my uh, head. I thought um, you were going to say, what I need to hear that day, I can't repeat on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that well, only me? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, a, you need uh, you need to carry a notebook with you, Bill, not a sketchbook. Yeah. You need a notebook. <laughs> Um, I do, but I'm usually in different people's trucks, and I have left my notebook in other people's trucks at times, so I don't do that so much anymore. <laughs> Some sort of audio device and go message to self. Uh, I try that, and I yeah. Ment- listen to Ment- it. Mentor this. Yeah, yeah. I have I have a tape recorder just for longer trips, but I, I you know I. I work out dialogue. I I think I just let my I sort of free, free range thinking, and because I have, you know, sometimes out of all that, the the chaos or whatever, things fall into place and and they do. So, you know, that works out. But um, for all that, comics mentor is not as has not been shown the love as it should probably but and then in the meantime i'm posting on rt's right. doing the web comic and doing a couple other things so so i'm active it's just not in that forum at this point okay. cool um let's see if you're on the blue line mail list you got an art newsletter today um we got some cool dvds from brian haberlin who we were talking about image earlier um used to work on spawn some coloring and different types of uh DVDs. These are back out. They're pretty awesome looking. We got them in stock, so I kicked out a newsletter, and I should have an, an art book newsletter to go out tomorrow. So if you're listening to this, this has already happened, so you know, get on Blue Line site, check it out. Um, I've been working on comic-related behind the scenes still. Um, very, very busy on trying to make some changes back there. One thing that we put together today, I just told John earlier, um, it's not active yet, but when it does, you'll see it is uh, we've created a thing called the comic-related list. And this is pretty funny because I haven't even told Chuck about this. <laughs> it's, it's on the <laughs> podcast second. John heard about it first. Um, and basically, it's going to be a Craigslist for the comic industry and uh, hosted by a comic-related. And it's basically a place where you can advertise your wares, whether it's your services as a creator. And uh, this, again, is just, Another way us trying to help the community, uh, you know, an artist, a writer, an anchor, collar, whatever. You can advertise that. Um, you can advertise your product you have. You can advertise a, a comic collection you want to sell. It doesn't matter. It's just a, a list of classifieds. And uh, we're in. The, we got the software in place today. Um, Darren and I will be working on it over the next two weeks, and we want to launch it the week or the day prior of New York. Um, so they'll have uh, flyers and cards and stuff at New York. I will not be at New York at this point in time. Um, I will probably be, if it works out, I will drive up to Mid-Ohio Con one day and shoot photos for the site. But, uh, John, you're going to New York, right? I am going you're... to New York and Mid-Ohio Con. Okay, cool. Um, well, shoot. So if, CR will be there and we will have... Ohio Con, I might not even bother. Yeah, I will. Bo's going to be up there. I'll okay. drive up spend a day. Might have to get you to get me a pass. Um, yeah, we'll have a table okay. too. Um but 
I hope. <laughs> I haven't heard anything. <laughs> I was about to say, but I thought we yeah, had a day one. I want to talk to Chuck about that one. Um, <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, I mean, definitely uh, Chuck and Chuck's got a crew that's going to be in New York. Eric Adams, John. Um, we're going to try to start doing the video thing there. So hopefully that's something we add to the site. So we've been very actively mm-hmm. working on the site. And, uh, you know, I appreciate John and Brant and everybody who's contributing, Bill and Bill Love. And and I think we'll make this one of the best sites out there. Uh, and not saying it's not. I do think it is. I just want to bring more people to it. I feel like my job is to get as many people as possible to this site. So those who are being promoted and advertised or hanging out there benefits from it. So um, that's what I'm working on. Seems like 24/7 for the future. That's it. You know, use use the tools that we're getting out there for you. Use the community. Uh, you oh, please, please send us press releases. It's very John. We need to do a podcast on just how to create a pod, a press release. Yes. You know. Yeah, we should actually. It's not that's, that hard. That's next okay, week. Okay, next week. Next week, come back. We're going to really break down in detail on how to put together a press release. And I can tell you, nine times out of ten, it will get ran. The only way it won't get ran, well, I shouldn't say this, but I will anyway, um, is that it's it just doesn't, it's not family-oriented. Not family-oriented, but you know what I mean. It doesn't. Yeah, not even not even uh, that. If it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, if yeah. It, I mean, we can't, we, no. can't, we can't post nudity, sex, no, or, or no, vulgar. And, and that's some of the problems. I'm going through some of these previews, and I've built previews and throw it together, and I start pre- looking at them, and here's the F word here, and this really suggestive scene there. I'm like, I don't have time to edit this. And yeah, so I had to throw those pages out, you know? Yeah. We should never have to edit a yeah. press release. We should be able to just cut and yes. And the same thing with a preview. Run, run. Send me the pages yeah. that is all audience. You know? Right. Throw in an image and let's yeah. go. So, I mean, what we should get from a I'm making notes right now. Designing. Yeah, so and this is something that we need to write up to. Yeah. And then post probably. on the site. Because, look, we are, we will we'll expand this up to 15 to 24 hours a day if we can get the materials in. You know, mm-hmm. the big guys. And the reason there's so much big guys th- there right now, they know how to hand it out. They, they're the ones putting the press releases. To us. You know. Yes. So, and so we'll you be know. happy to show you how to get your stuff on there. And, and uh, so. you know, while we're do while we're doing that, um, I'm also putting it to everyone uh, that if you have things you want us to talk about, we need to know. Yes. You know, we we pull a subject out of the air every week. <laughs> present to you guys you know kind of breaking down the mystery here we we pick a subject every week pretty close to airtime to to uh you know to bring to you guys um if we're not hitting on the things you want to know about don't turn us off tell us what you want to hear and we will if we don't already know it which the chances of that are actually pretty slim you know, considering the collective years <laughs> of comic knowledge here. But um, if we don't know it, we'll find yeah, it out. Yeah, we know enough people out there in the industry. We know those silver gay. We know, gay, people, uh, we know yeah. research, yeah. You know, we, we've got ton- contacts with all the major publishers. 
Yeah, we got, you know, we, we'll find out anything that you guys really want to know. Can I tell you page rates that so-and-so is getting paid? No, don't ask me that. No. You know, I, I wouldn't share that. It's none of my business to know that. Um, but if you want to know anything else, yeah, please email it to us. Um, it helps us. I mean, this subject was pre-planned. Bill actually hit me up last week about yeah. it. This is probably the farthest ahead we had anything planned <laughs> in a while. But, yeah. You know, just drop it on the boards. Bill, you're still posting up the the podcast, right, on the community? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he says that slowly. Um, but, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, let me go yeah. check. Yeah, uh, whatever you say. I'll go back yeah. and do that right um, now. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Click. post it there or email Click. us, which is going to lead right into, are we ready to give up our emails here? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I just wanted to Oh, I agree that, with you. That. Yeah, that's, you know, if you want to know, if you don't know why your your pin isn't working the way you want it to, yep. you know, we probably can tell you why. Uh, mm. You know, if you want to know what the hell's wrong with uh, the comics industry right now, we can definitely tell you <laughs> why. So, you know, just ask us and we'll be glad to do it. And you can email us at John. John at comicrelated.com is the best way to get yep. me. Bill? Find me at comicsmentor at gmail.com. You can reach me personally at bobh at bluelinepro.com. And you can reach all three of us at podcast at sketchmagazine.net. So, um, guys, I like this subject. We need to, you know, um, if, if you enjoyed the subject, Bill has a uh, article that hits uh, comic-related this week. And it features Terry Beatty. Beatty, is that right? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you've got some virtual forum, some more coming down the pike. So I'm looking forward to yeah, it. I like to do it every, my, my goal is at least one every mm-hmm. week because I think they're, you know, plus some of them are, are starting to pick up on other things that they are, you know, other projects and stuff. Cool. So stuff to look forward yep. to well, comic related. Oh, com. and speaking of speaking of which, if uh, by some miracle of science and sorcery, you happen to be a creator, a former creator, um, who for you know whatever reason isn't in the industry right now, uh, contact us. Yes, we'd love to talk to you. Yes, we'd love to talk to you in any capacity, either through this article, we'll talk to you audio. Lee, or we'll talk to you at a convention, however you want to do it. You know, this might be a good way to kick off that um, Creators Podcast, a spinoff from Sketch we were talking about. Right, yeah. So, yeah, let's talk that out a little bit more. Okay. Okay, So, all right. All right, guys. Appreciate it. It's been a good one. All right. Take care. See ya.